0: bad bitch money count on. cash on me that's going me be- welcome welcome to barbershop.talk podcast this is the podcast where if you talked about it in the shop on saturday we're going to talk about it today on our podcast hello my name is Rod, and i am your host i am in out the way studio here in indianapolis i am also joined with my host or co-host i should say kc
1: thank you jay Rod. it is a pleasure to co-host Talk podcast here in out the way Studios. i look forward to presenting topics we discussed the shop as well as the manner in which we discussed them this one includes the gamut from analytical to anecdotal from critique to humor and fun all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk
0: wow imagine that all right that's king cap jamming as usual now you know kc i I know you may be disappointed to hear this you know because i know i was disappointed when i got the news myself Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we got a guest that wanted to come in the studio He drove all the way down here from Arizona, Arizona. Yep.
1: No, don't tell me.
0: Yes. I'm happy to tell you. It is the one and only baby (laughs) (laughs) know-it-all. No joke. He came all the way down here. Even our audience is
1: a little dismayed by that. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs)
0: Now, let me remind my, remind our audience who baby know-it-all is. Now we met him at a, uh, Trump rally down in Arizona, and he's a major Trump fan, and he is um, hes a baby <laughs> <laughs> that, that wear cowboy boots and carry guns. <laughs> <laughs> and wears
1: stinky diapers.
0: <laughs> oh, diapers are terrible. And he thinks and he, think he knows everything. That's why we named him Baby Know-It-All. Uh, but he calls into to our show on a frequent basis, so apparently he came down here unexpectedly, and I guess we opened up the doors to him.
1: Well, we are an equal opportunity uh studio we we allow people from various uh specters spectrums to participate uh in our studio so that we can all benefit and learn from this process
2: Well, well hello there i just want to make a comment is that i elevate studio on this podcast just by being here. I just want you guys to realize that. But, you know, you guys got a nice studio. Man, this is kind of plush. Wow. You know, it's not looking good for you, J-Rod. I know Casey got a new contract. Maybe you should got one, too. <laughs> hey,
0: first of all, baby, no, no, it's none of your business about our contract, our business affair, uh, but I'm still working with King Cap. To work on a new contract.
2: Well, you better hurry up. <laughs> oh, by the way, how's it going, Casey? Uh,
1: hello, hello, baby know-it-all. It's uh, I'd like to say it's uh, the pleasure to having you here in the studio, but but I'd be lying, so I'm just gonna say welcome. Oh,
2: uh, oh, uh, Casey got jokes. He got jokes. <laughs> uh, screw you, Casey. All right. So, what are we supposed to do next? What 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 we're doing on this podcast?
0: Well, maybe you know, what we normally do is talk about uh, conversations that happen in the barbershop. And so, one of the conversations that happened in the barbershop, we was talking about uh, the black vote.
2: The black vote. The black vote. Black folks don't vote. Y'all know good and well, y'all don't vote. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you about you black folks. Black people are standing in line for Popeye's chicken sandwich. However, I never see him standing in line to vote. Ain't you that's true.
0: No, I don't really appreciate that comment.
1: Now, first of all, okay, it is half right. We are gonna stand in line for that chicken sandwich because uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich is a bomb. But where are you at? You might not have seen black voters standing in line, but we do. No,
2: no. Because that's a well-known fact that you guys don't vote. In fact, you can ask Donald Trump, because he knows. See, that's why he outlawed that the ballot box cannot be within a mile of Popeye's chicken restaurant. <laughs> you, you do remember that, right? When they remove all those ballot box? See, that's right. It was easy to pass a law you know, and end up saying that no, ballot box will be within five miles of a chicken shack <laughs> that, that means Popeyes, turkey chicken sambo chicken six, chick-fil-a all those chicken shacks <laughs> uh
0: maybe y'all know it all if you don't straighten out <laughs> well i do know that he
1: did uh work to remove a lot of ballot boxes from um, black neighborhoods so, maybe the chicken was part of the strategy. I don't know.
2: Uh, uh, here, here's a piece of the strategy that you don't know. Uh, you know who invented that sauce of Popeye's salad?
1: No, I don't, but whoever whoever did, I want to thank them.
2: <laughs> well, let me tell you, it was the black folks. So, every time I see you eat that sauce, I just laugh, laugh, laugh. <laughs>
0: Maybe, maybe no. no. Let, let's get to the facts. And here, here is some facts that you know. It is a falsehood uh, that black folks don't vote. It is. Let me tell you something. Black folks not wanting to vote simply is not true. It's simply not true. No, it's inaccurate. Uh, in fact, if you look at the voting records of African Americans, is that it is it is very close or similar to white if you talk about the percentages. Right, if you talk about the percentages,
2: no way, no way,
0: no, no, yes way, (laughs) (laughs) yes way. In fact, this is what I'm going to do I am going to have uh, Arthur, who is our artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. And he is going to uh, tell you some percentages, right? He's going to talk about some percentages uh, about the voting between African Americans and the Caucasians. And I think you're going to be kind of surprised. And not only did he talk about African-Americans and the Caucasian, he also threw in the other two races of Hispanic and also Asian. And I would like for you to know and probably proud to say is that African-Americans percentage votes higher than Hispanic and also Asian. But I'm going to let Arthur tell you a little bit about that. All right, Arthur, if you be so kind, let him know. Bag it up.
3: Regarding voting for the president, voter turnout for the U.S. population has stayed fairly stable since 1980, slightly higher turnout in 1992 and a dip in 1996 and 2000. While whites traditionally have the highest voter turnout compared to other racial groups, blacks have higher voter turnout than Hispanics. Did
0: you hear that? Higher turnout. Mm -hmm. Higher turnout. Now, uh, starting this off, uh, Casey. Now, I know we did a little bit of research on this, but were you surprised to hear that percentages, that African-American was, um, uh, as far as race, was the second highest voting group next to a Caucasian?
1: Well, I always felt like our, our voter turnout fluctuated. When we felt like we had some skin in the game, our numbers was very high, maybe even higher than uh, percentages of, for white people. But in most elections, when we didn't feel that we had in of the game, that our numbers was fairly low. There was a lot of voter apathy among African-Americans.
0: Well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to have Arthur give us some additional facts because I actually want to hear the percentages. So, Arthur, tell us about the percentages.
3: Black voter turnout was within one percentage point of whites in 2008, 65.2% compared to 66.1% and was actually higher than whites in 2012, 66.6% compared to 64.1%. In 2016, voter turnout for blacks dipped to 59.6%. While that number was lower than whites, 65.3%, it was still higher than Asians, 49.3%, and Hispanics, 47.6%.
0: Wow, now that's amazing. Now, here, here's some things I want to point out there.
2: Now, you just wait just a minute, Rod. Those numbers just cannot be right. You mean to tell me that blacks' voting percentage is only 1% behind whites? Oh, this is a bad day. This is a bad day. And then it says in 2012, the percentage was higher than white. Oh, wait a minute! I can believe that one. Isn't that when Obama is that that old that African half American was a president of the United States? Yeah, I, okay, I remember that one. But those numbers are pretty high.
0: Yeah, you're right about that, baby know all And unfortunately, I don't think that the African American understand that. I really don't.
1: No, I, uh, because. Uh, we've always been led to believe that our uh, our vote didn't matter, that it was uh, inconsequential. But yeah. the opposite is true. A, uh, yeah. If you look at uh, the years that we had our highest turnout, mm-hmm. 92, mm-hmm. Uh, 2008, mm-hmm. 2012, mm-hmm. 2020, if you look at each of those elections, uh, you would see that we made the difference. And who was elected president and at other levels?
0: I think you're absolutely right. In fact, I'm going to have Arthur look up some of that. But before I do that, I do want to talk about uh, in 2012, is when we actually, uh, no, it's 2016, when the, ver- the voters turnout uh, dipped to 59%. Mm-hmm. And when it dipped, our president was Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, dumb Donald.
0: Yeah, dumb Donald. But the thing is, if we would have continued to vote at our Historically, average level around sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump would not be president, right? And that's one of the things I want. I want to say about. the, I want to talk to the black voters for a second, just for a second. I want you to turn this up a little bit, because I'm serious about this one. See, you got to change your habit of how you vote. And what I mean, anytime you think you have stake in the game or skin in the game, you want to vote. you don't think you have any skin in the game you don't vote but you always have skin in the game and let me tell you what happens when you play that game is that let's say that you attain a right because you voted that year you decided the next year or the next four years not to vote then you lose that right and then you get all up in arms and you run out and you vote and you regain that vote and you think you are victorious. In reality, you in the same spot that you were.
1: Right. You, you just got back to where you had been previously. But had you maintained that same vigilance, you could have advanced your causes further.
0: Man, you are so spot on with that. In fact, now I'm getting back to the point you said earlier, Casey. We talked about uh, our vote makes the difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why they want to uh, stop us from voting because they historically have shown that when we vote, it makes a difference. In fact, Arthur uh, pulled up some stuff here to kind of support that. And he is talking about um, examples when a high number of blacks vote, it makes the difference in an election. What do you have to say there, Arthur?
3: Some city and state elections further debunk the stereotype that blacks don't vote. Cities electing their first black mayors such as Little Rock's Frank Scott and Birmingham's Randall Woodfin had high voter turnouts, particularly among blacks. In fact, Brookings's Andre Perry reported that the high turnout of black voters, especially black women, in Birmingham actually propelled Doug Jones to the Senate. In the governor races in Georgia and Florida, involving candidates Stacey Abrams and Andrew Gillum, respectively, Voter turnout among blacks was also high. Noting this in Florida is particularly relevant since an amendment restored voting rights to over 1 million state residents. Nearly one quarter of blacks in Florida could not vote before the November 2018 midterm elections. Research notes that incarceration for blacks has also been used as a form of voter disenfranchisement.
0: Now, see, to me, that explains why. They try to uh, enact strict laws to prevent African Americans from voting. Mm-hmm. This is example of that.
2: Now you wait a minute there, J. Rod. Now I didn't know I was coming all the way here in Indianapolis that you start letting out secrets. You know, because you you black folks don't supposed to know all this. You know, you you exposing what we talked about. I know you see it on the her- the hearings, yeah, on January 6th committee that meeting on the 18th, we talked about this. We talked about how he was gonna stop you guys from bowling, from voting. You can't do that. You you can't let this news out. You, you, this is unconstitutional. This is not an American's way.
0: That looks in here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, because barbershop.talk is gonna expose it all. Because in fact, there's 19 states that have enacted 34 new laws since 2020 to restrict laws or to restrict voting. I'm going to repeat that because I might have got mumbo jumbo there. But those 19 states have enacted 34 new laws since 2020 uh, regarding voting restrictions. In fact, maybe you no know one, I'm going to go ahead and read these states. And I want our listeners, I want you to see if your state is identified in these 19 states that pass law to restrict voting. We have uh, New Jersey, New York, New Hampshire. Indiana, Kentucky, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Iowa, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Arizona, Utah, Nevada, Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana. That's a lot of states.
1: It is, but I got to say something, J-Rod. All right. Some of them states didn't really need to worry about that. (laughs) What state is that? Montana, Idaho, <laughs> Utah. Who are you really affecting? Well, <laughs> they, they just did it as a matter of principle. <laughs> well,
0: well, you got a point there, but if you look at the consensus is that uh, the black population have been growing in those states, but not at a rapid rate. <laughs> I <In> agree, <laughs> not at a rapid rate. But maybe they are proactive. <laughs> that's probably what it is. Probably proactive. I think that's kind of a shame. Now, there's some other people that can't vote other than African Americans. So, I, I, I want to. I don't want to leave out mm-hmm. anybody. But here's some uh, people that cannot vote: mm-hmm. non-citizens, including permanent legal residents, cannot vote in federal, state, and most local elections. People who uh, have felony convictions. You know, now that was a strategy uh made way back in the 60s. Yeah. When they passed 60s that 60s and 70s. Right. When yeah. you, if you was convicted of the felony you can't vote.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. they would uh uh convict black folks of uh various felonies that were uh maybe some minor incidents or they were completely innocent. But once they had that stain on them, it prevented them from having the ability to vote.
2: I think you're right. now, now wait a minute. I I want to interject to that. Because Everyone knows that you black folks are criminals, and you should be locked up. I mean, if if you didn't break the law, you wouldn't go to prison. And so, I'm having a hard time understanding what's wrong with that law because we're saying that if you don't act right in society, then you don't get the right to vote to attain benefits of society. Well, what what do you got to say about that?
0: Well, I say that you're wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, uh, baby know-it-all, the police department historically has um, attacked black citizens and falsely uh, accused and arrested us and and forced us to go through the legal judicial system, which was also biased against us. So many of uh, our black residents found guilty of crimes that we did not commit and routinely white folks who are um, guilty of different offenses don't face federal charges they give them state charges which doesn't prevent them from being able to uh, continue to contribute uh, in the voting process
2: well i don't know to agree with that because i do understand some white folks make mistakes but black folks do things intentionally. So I'm a little bit confused with that one. But okay, I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna move on. What, what other points do you have here?
1: Well, I do wanna say, I do know two white people that made a mistake, uh, Baby Know It All, and uh, they were your parents.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, let me tell you something. You're lucky my father can't read it, because if he did, and if he read about this, He's
0: going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he can't read you. <laughs> hey, but baby, you know what I do want to say one other thing about people who cannot vote is that the people who have a mental illness is unable to vote. Now, let me tell you why this is puzzling to me, baby, you know all, is that uh, if you have a mental illness, you can't vote. However, in this country, you can't get a gun. Now, what kind of sense is that?
2: Uh, I, 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 I can explain that one. Um... Um. No, I can't explain that one. Oh, I I, I don't know. That's a good point, Uh, Jerrah. Should you be recognizing a sponsor or something about this guy? Uh, Let's move on in the program.
0: (laughs) All right, baby. Apparently, he is familiar with our format. (laughs) Apparently so, because I do believe it is time to recognize our sponsors. It's a party out in It's a party out in Alright, because he's absolutely right. This is the time where we pause in our program to recognize our sponsor. The first sponsor is King Cap, owner of Out the Way Studio. He has several organizations under his umbrella, however, he's very proud of his custom-made t-shirts and other apparels. If you have any interest in ordering or a catalog, please feel free to email KingCap317 at gmail.com. Also, we want to recognize our second sponsor, and that is 421 Barbershop here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road, where good things happen to your hair. So if you want something good to happen to your hair, come on in the shop and talk to any of our master barbers. Also, We are a family-friendly barbershop. Come on, come off. 421 Barbershop. Oh, you know something, KC? Hey, this is the time we got to get a shout-out to uh, the Merv Flanagan-Jones and Walls family reunion.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I'm looking forward. We're going to do a remote broadcast from that family reunion.
0: That's right. That's right. And in fact, I just want to go ahead and have a couple of uh, 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 updates in regards to their events. I do know July the twenty third, which is this Saturday, at Hendel Bowling Alley, that they're having a fundraiser. So come one, come all to the fundraiser and bowl for fun. In fact, the uh, the event you can bring in any type of food, so it's like a pitch in. So you do have food. It's twenty dollars for an adult, which includes your shoes, bowling ball, bowling ball in a lane. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, 15 for children, uh, 10 and under. So coming out and support uh, the fundraiser, all the money raised in the fundraiser will go directly to the uh, family reunion. What time is that event? Uh, it is at 3.30, starts at 3.30. Okay. So just come on in, uh, sign up, uh, pay your fee, and have fun. That's sign the handle up. on
1: Massachusetts Avenue.
0: That is absolutely correct. Now, also, the, uh, the uh, actually event, the picnic, family barbe- uh, the family reunion is held on the 23rd of August and um, it's called Eagle Creek Crest. They said it's on the back end of the park. Uh, lots of fun there. We'll give you more information as that, but also they want you to know that they have a fish fry. All the fish you can eat uh, the night before, which is August the 19th. So feel free to join any of those two events. Uh, we'd love to have you there. Uh, like Casey said, we be there supporting the event, having games and funs. No elephants, no men on stilts. What? <laughs> no, I know that's your favorite, Casey. Yeah, but...
1: man, you gotta have that at a party. We have that at all our birthday parties,
0: but <laughs> well, we're not gonna have it this time around. <laughs> all right, you know, uh, uh, maybe a know-it-all kind of um, put some insights that really got me fired up about this topic, mm-hmm. and, and that is about the black vote, because yeah. I think it's a very important thing. Uh, I'm very disappointed when I hear 19 states inactive laws um, mm-hmm. to restrict voting. Well,
1: you know, the reason why they were able to enact those laws is because the Supreme Court uh, undid the voting rights act.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, that opened the door for these states to take these kind of actions.
0: You know, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Matter of fact, the Supreme Court been taking away rights uh, recently here because in reality the mm-hmm. Supreme Court is supposed to protect rights, but mm-hmm. now they talk about the voting ra- rights. They kind of uh, backpedaled on that and wrote and well about the uh, the road road and wait about the abortion. They mm-hmm. kind of backtrack on that. So it seemed like they've taken away um, rights. But there's one point that I want African Americans to know, and again, I'm going to pause here, and I'm going to have you put your ear close to the radio. Your vote matter. and if it didn't, they would not be trying to pass these laws.
1: Right, our votes do matter. Our votes make the difference. When we come out, we make the difference in what happens in this country. So they want us to have that voter apathy. They want us to think that uh, it doesn't matter that our vote is inconsequential, so that to to discourage us from voting. But when we vote, we change things.
0: That's right. You know something? Uh, here is a, a clip of a person who's talking about um, that he recruited a lot of voters in Pittsburgh. And now he feels that uh, things didn't go the way he wanted to go or the, the, president, the president of the United States has not kept some of his promises or he hasn't figured the benefits. I want you to listen to a little bit of this, and then I'm going to have a comment on it. Some free giveaways, social X helped turn out the vote for President Biden in 2020. But now you have a lot of black people that feel like we sacrificed a lot to make sure this administration came in and we haven't collectively re- reaped the benefits.
2: The Pittsburgh activist says Biden
0: has failed to deliver on his promises. There's been a direct attack on our voting rights. That hasn't been addressed, right? We we did all of this organizing around police reform, but like the opposite has happened. It's almost like we're last on the agenda. Right? A year ago, exit polls showed Biden's approval rating among black voters at
2: 87%. Now it's 63%. All right,
0: I'm gonna pause there because I, I wanna I wanna I wanna say this, Casey. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm in the opinion that this is a problem with the African-American community is that we've been misguided. Mm-hmm. The president of the United States don't wave a wand and make things happen. Right. It's the Congress.
1: Right. He, he leads in terms, of, uh, in terms of saying what policy he wants, but it's Congress that officially creates the policy.
0: A- absolutely. And, and if this guy has to be disappointed, he needs to be looking at the Congress. Right. He needs to be looking at Congress because what's happening, if he sits out in the midterm election,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that means the people who's going to get in the office is the people that you may not want. Right. And it's because you sit home and now you got a lot to complain about
1: mm-hmm.
0: because, see, that's what happened uh, when we talk about our percentages, when it's around 65% and we make a difference in it. In- In 2012, it dropped down to 59%. When we sat home and didn't vote, Mm -hmm. we got Donald Trump. Yeah. And what happened? We went backwards. So I don't agree with this guy at all, talking about we didn't get what we want, so I'm going to sit out this time around. No, we
1: we should participate in every election, uh, federal, state, local, because your vote matters. And if it didn't, people wouldn't work so hard to take that right away from
2: you. You know, I'm going to have to jump in here, because I don't know if I'm coming back to this podcast, because you guys are letting out too many secrets. See, the way that dude was talking on the video, that's what we want you to do. We want all you folks just to sit out, you know? (laughs) Because then, the people that we want, the, the Trump supporters, will get in and do everything we want them to do. So if you keep talking, You're gonna spoil our strategy. We don't like that. You know, isn't your time up? Should you be ending? Well, you know something?
0: You're right, Baby Know It All. I do know something. And I know that we shouldn't be sitting out (laughs) when it comes to voting. Right. And so it's our mission
1: to educate the community so that they understand the importance of coming out and voting.
0: That's right. Now, with that being said, I'm just gonna go ahead and have Casey If you be so kind, I am just going to have you um, close out like you normally do. And if you be so kind, just go ahead and do that whenever you are ready.
1: I want to thank you for listening listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say... Go mob I
0: babish, money count on, cash on me, shorty bloom phone, that's corny, that's a no-no, I'm trying to hustle that white one